Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of CTN Present Ball and Life. I'm your boy, Mick Pony. Your boy, Coach G. Yep, and we got a special guest on with us this evening. We have Olympic athlete Corian Knight. How you doing today, Corian? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Doing all right? Yes, sir. Doing yes, good, sir. man. Doing good. What's going on with you? Nothing much. Just trying to stay busy during this uh this uh this hard time for everybody. This coronavirus is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, man. It's messing up everything for everybody. Truly. But um, man, just for the listeners, you know, um, I know we had a we had a lot of guests on here that I've coached, had the pleasure of coaching, and um, Corian. It's one of them, and um, you know I got a little story. I've been waiting to tell the story too, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this this is a story I'm gonna tell when um, they do the ESPN special on them. I'm gonna be in that. I'm gonna let, <laughs> let y'all know right now. I'm gonna be in that special because I gotta tell the story. Big facts. But um, just to let y'all know, Corian was not interested in track, period. <laughs> period. Um, but I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And uh, I, I remember going, I think it was, well, the, back up. I met Corian when he was in the seventh grade, I believe, in um, AAU. AU basketball. He's a he's a good, great basketball player. Um, and I met him seventh grade. He played on one of, um the Wolf Pack. And um, he always yeah. been crazy, crazy athletic. You know, he was just he was wild with it though. You know, just all over the place. <laughs> but he grew into that, of course. But um, I remember. He, you know, he played high school basketball, and I, I went to a, uh, I think it was a district um, basketball game. It was a district tournament. I went to, and um, you know, I was coaching track. I was coaching um, high jumpers, and I did I did high jump, long jump, and did sprinter. And um, Keith had been high jumping for me that year. He had started that year. But Corian hadn't come on yet. And um, I went to the basketball game. And during the course of the game, man, Corian came. Just, it was on a fast break. Just came came down. And I'm not exaggerating. He took off from the free throw line. Just one of them LeBron dunks. He, he hurt his arm. He had a bruise on his arm and everything. After. Yeah. Boom! And my cousin was with me, Rodney. My cousin Rodney. was with me. <laughs> and uh, he was like, cuz, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but he jumped in. And Rodney, I see you. I'm high jumping. And um, um, I saw him one day after basketball practice. He was walking to the Dollar General. And I was getting out of track practice. 
So I seen her, I just pulled up on her. I was like, man, what's up, man? I was like, man, you you gonna come run track? I was like, nah, G, man. Nah, man, I ain't no track. I ain't gonna track athlete. I'm a basketball player. And I, there's the key phrase right here. I was like, you wanna go to state? And <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. I was like, I guarantee you, you go to state if you come jump. And he came out. He came out um, as soon as basketball season was over. He came out. And I think that year we were, were runner-up. Yep. Runner-up at the state meet. And then the following year, he was state champion. So he went to state twice. 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 And here we are. Here we are. So, man, just getting into it, man, just talk about, you know, talk about your time at what color, how, you know, kind of how you fell. I don't know. Did you fall in love with track? How you fell in love with track? And, you know, just kind of just your road to where you are now. Well, uh... Yes, I did fall in love with track. And starting at Wakulla, you know, we didn't we didn't have no no track to compete at. So we were just going off I mean, at the practice, like, we were just going off of, you know, the concrete and the grass when we could. We was jumping in basketball shoes. <laughs> but I mean, after uh after high school ended, you know, we had one state and we was like, Well, what's the next move? I didn't know. Cause I still want to play football and basketball, and uh, I want to play basketball in college. But then uh, Coach Vernon was like, "Hey, we got some coaches that want you to play receiver for them too." And I was like, "I'll only go if I can play basketball as well." And then I didn't even realize, because I, you know, I was tall, I was six three in high school, and I was pretty quick and I could jump. I mean, I ain't had the best hands, but I had to do a little something. But you know, that's number putting by my juggling machine. But uh, so. Vernon was because Vernon was like, uh, yeah, coach wants to play football for them too, and I was like, okay, cool, so I can do that if if they play, them play basketball as well. So we had a couple of offers lined up so I can play both, and then signing day for football for football came first, and I was like, you know, I wasn't really fitting under the offers. I had a couple of Florida Tech wanted me, uh, Jacksonville University wanted me. Um, those two were the fours that I remember, but um, oh Stetson's too, uh, and they said I play both. But then I was like, okay, you know what? Since track is kind of, you know, easy, I was like, okay, this, because we didn't, you know, we didn't lift weights like that too much. We did. The worst part of all was the ice bath. You know, I can't stand no ice bath. <laughs> but um, we had found some uh, some other options. And I was like, okay, it's just basketball. I had a, a few small offers in basketball just based off like physical athleticism because I was quick. I mean, I was fast. I'm not quick. I was fast. And then, uh, I could jump, so they were like, okay, you know, you do a little something, something. I didn't have the best season, like, my senior year, but I had a bunch of good games. Like, I was real inconsistent, so I had some games where I go drop 15, 20, uh, 17, 13. We'll have, like, 12 rebounds, like, five or six blocks, like, off the backboard LeBron blocks. But then I have some games where I drop maybe two points, maybe none. Don't score at all. <laughs> I was very inconsistent. So that made, you know, getting off a little hard. I could do the work, but it's like, you know, being in a small town, we don't have very, uh, like, a big, big place to, um, like, put in real work at. You know, we couldn't really 
play in the gym after hours and whatnot. So it never, you know, and my brother played as well. So when he left to go to school, when I was a sophomore, I mean, after my sophomore year, there was nowhere us for us to like get down at, you know. But we ended up um, basketball season ended up basketball signing day ended up going past, and then track signing day passed, and I was like, I don't know where I want to go to school at. And then my mom was like, You, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I know. But then um coach coach uh coach Hoover, you know, rested. So um called me yeah, co- called me one day and was like, Hey, Coach Brayman from Florida State uh said that even though signing day was, you know, a little late and they don't have much money left, they could put you on partial and you can come and then uh get on full when you hit the standards and whatnot. And I was like, Hey, Florida State, like that's that's B one. I was like, you know, I was like, I, but I didn't think I was like gonna take it serious enough to be, you know, a big time D one athlete. But then, so I was like, I, I kept off on the table, but I was like, okay. And then I got in touch with my uncle. He uh, uh, Dan Gay, the fourth, played basketball, and uh, no, I mean, uh, third, sorry, played basketball uh, professionally. So he knew a lot of coaches and whatnot. And then we ended up talking to coaches for both. We went, we went from football and basketball to basketball and track. So we ended up uh, talking to Coach uh, Rose uh, Richardson from Florida Memorial in Miami. It's a little NAIA school, nothing major. Uh, they offered me a full scholarship, and they were like, "You play basketball as well." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So that was the move. Uh, August 11th hit. I, I didn't know. First of all, I didn't sign until January. Uh, I mean, July 30th. Uh, 30th. Last day to sign is like August 1st, or so like July 31st. One of those days. I know we were two days before signing day. But uh, no, one day before uh, the date to sign. But um, so we ended up going down to Miami, and then I right, the funny story is so I didn't know anything about the school really, because <laughs> uh, you know growing up in Wakulla is predominantly you know a, a Caucasian population. So I get to school down in Miami, and now I, I just see a bunch of black people, people like me. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, hey coach, uh, I was like, where are the white kids at? And uh, he was like, he's like, this is an HBCU, son. And I was like, mom, take me home. We got to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like all jokes aside, that be that was the best three years of my life. Like I met some very great friends. Like we're still friends today. We make coming up with all kinds of business plans. Like we're executing a lot of business. But um, my time there was used very. That's uh, what I'm looking for. It was productive. Yeah, yeah, productive, very, very cautiously. Actually, yeah, yeah, it was kind of productive. We'll, I'm gonna get into that too. So, my first year, uh, met the basketball coach, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you all good to come on and play?" And then uh, they were having practice or whatever. And my, we didn't have like an office office, so the coaches had trailers in the back, back of the school on the campus. So beside the outside, of course, because the gym was being rebuilt. So there was no like inside gym for anybody to play at. So we all having um little basketball hoop session outside. And then my coach came out there and the basketball coach was out there. And then they were just like, oh yeah. It's like you gonna let him play both, you know, your dual scholarship, that type of deal, split it in half or whatever. And then like it, we went in, it was just a mean little fast break, and I dunked on somebody. I got up. And then next thing I know, my coach is like, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna split the scholarship. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want you to be like, yeah, we're gonna take this full time. And I said, like, we're gonna. I'm gonna send you somewhere special. And I was like, okay. I like, 
you know, I wanted, I was set to see basketball go, but you know, it wasn't a plan, but it happened. So I was like, okay, I, I'm in high school. I mean, I was in high school, so I didn't really know much about what it took. So I was like, okay, I, I was listening to whatever he say. And then we ended up uh, playing basketball again. And this time uh, I had hurt my knee. I did something, uh, some kind of dumb. We were playing an uh, outside goal this time, not like a, a park goal, like the like a yard goal with the oh, pole, man. big giant pole. Yeah. Oh man! And uh, I dunked somebody again. It was nasty. This one, this one actually like one of LeBron dunks. But uh, and uh, we had knocked the goal over, and um, the bolt on the side of the goal had came down and uh, cut my knee. So I tore like it cut like nine, six, like a few tendons in my knee. And it was crazy. And I was in a big old brace, a knee stabilizing brace, and crutches for like three months. So I missed the first, <laughs> I think like first six or seven meets of the season. And then I ended up getting there like, oh, he's going to be done for this season. So like the pair the red shirt me or whatever. And I was like, I can't let this happen. So uh, I don't know what happened. We just, a few, few weeks later, we were out of the brace. We were out of the brace three months early and I was ready to good. I was training. I was outside pulling the sleds running laps on the baseball field at night, 10 p.m. Like, it was clockwork. I was going to practice, and then I was out there putting in work. And then I hit one meet at uh, Albany State, and that's where I qualified for nationals at. The qualification jump was like 6'9". And they're like, okay, you know, we made the nationals. My first year freshman, I don't think anybody had made it that lit year before me. I'm not sure, but uh, it was my turn. I wasn't, I wasn't worried about all that. They went to nationals and then made All-American my first year and then my second year is when we really had things popping off uh we went to 19 my second year i believe which is uh seven one so we went from six nine to seven one nobody, nobody knew where it came from we didn't have no gym to work out at we uh practiced at a a public church yeah, that, so there was that's some, what i was about to uh, ask you that Flow mode was under construction or something during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't have our own track. We didn't have a, a gym to work out at. So everything was literally just me on the baseball field doing lunges with my team. You know, we had organized practice and whatnot. Uh, just a lot of running the baseball field, a lot of bounding. Uh, we pulling sleds with <laughs> a lot of weight, just trying to find some way to stay in the in the block, you know, in the curve. You know, we had a FIU on the other side of the water, on the other side of the road, you know, in Miami, FAU. It was just, I didn't want to get left behind in the meets. I met a bunch of great guys, and it was it was a very uh, crazy learning experience. They all told me things I could do to get better. I met, um, jumped against a lot of great guys. Jumped against Jalen Ramsey at FSU. I mean, he, you know, he, he blew me out of the water, but I was, I was a kid. But uh, it was really just, a very, very unique learning experience. Like, I, that's why I really learned. Like, coming from Wakulla, there's not very many sports opportunities to get, you know, passed out there because it's such a small town. It's get overlooked a lot. Right. But uh really learned how to grind when I went. Well, I, I grinded at, at Wakulla because, you know, G, you always got us right. But um you always said, if we're not going to be the best, we're going to be the fastest. We <laughs> Running was one thing we always did. <laughs> but, uh, so I really learned how to grind uh, going from Wakulla to uh, Flomo. And then we ended up getting a couple of injuries here and there. Uh, a lot of them from, you know, a lot of overuse, a little plantar fasciitis, a little bottom of the foot type of deal. 
and then it wasn't nothing too major. So we ended up healing from that as well. And then my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I've done all I could do here. I went seven one in the high jump, uh, and I went twenty twenty five one in the long jump. Seven fifty six, yeah. So and then I was like, okay, I won my na- my first nationals in the long jump. And so then I don't even practice. Them. We didn't practice long jump at all. Like, that was literally. <laughs> That was literally, I had on sprint spikes, we just running. That was, there was no practice at all for the long jump, no landing, no nothing. We just running and jumping. And uh, so we ended up winning long jump nationals, but that one I came in third in the high jump. So I was a little mad, I could have won both, but I just wasn't focused like that just yet. And then, so that was, uh, that was my sophomore year. Hold on, let me, let me ask you one quick question while you're talking about that. I know you were saying at the, um, at Flomo, they didn't have a lot of the facilities and things were getting built. So do you think that your first couple of years would have been that you had the potential to be even better if you would have had, like, you know, been at a school and top-notch training facilities? Oh, most definitely. I'm actually going to get into that, too. But uh, most okay. definitely. It was like, so uh, after my first two years at Flomo, I was like, okay, I just went 7-1 in the high jump. Like, I, because all the meets we go to, track and field is one of those courses that are universal. Like, JUCO um, athletes go to D1 meets. Professionals go to D1 meets. So like everybody's at a D1 meet because they host, you know, they host them because that's how they make money as well. But uh, so I'm I'm at big meets, slapping the big guys. FSU guys there too. Uh, Miami. Uh, I met a good friend named JP uh, John Patrick Friday, and he actually tried to get me to go to Miami after my first year. Uh, I was talking to their coach or whatever, but then I was like, okay, I'll make some mistakes. So I tried to get my release form. You know, some things happened with that. It didn't come through after my um, first year. Tried to get my second year. Uh, my coach had some complications, but I, I believed in my coach because, uh, and that was 2016 after my second year. And um, Jeffrey Henderson had won the, the long jump for the Olympics, and Jeff went to Flomo as well. So I ended up talking to him, and I was like, "Like, I need, I need the, the, the secrets. I need the key. Like, what's what's up?" He was like, "It's not about. Is that it's not about like." Well, he said it is about the you know the resources that you have to use. He said, but it's it's really all about your grind, your heart. But uh, so I ended up not having, not getting out my second year after my third year because I went back and won the uh, the high jump that next year. So I had two natties, countless All American titles. I think I had like eight from uh, from into my junior year, and then so I had two natties and eight All American titles. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I was like, I can't, like, I can't spend all four years here. Because at this point, like, I was going to every meet, like, slapping all the big guys. I think I lost, like, two meets my whole junior year. And that's all, like, big D1 meets. And it's just like, okay, like, I'm, I'm wasting time right now. Like, I really, I want to be, I want to be way better than I was. So, I, were they, so then I. Were, were, hmm? were the, quick question, were the big schools, were they coming after you, like, saying, hey, you know, we got an opening. We would love to have you here. Were they like, actively, like, recruiting you? Yeah, because uh, I had my sister actually um, on the case because I was like, yeah, Kiara, because my sister, uh, she actually played, to be honest, like, I have a family full of athletes, but my sister might be, like, if we're going by pure athleticism, might be the nastiest one in my family. And it's crazy because she's only 5'5". Five, 5'6", five. Five, 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 seven. Yeah, she's, like, shorter than us. But, um, so I had her on the job. I, uh, my dream school coming out of high school was uh, South Alabama. I don't know why. I just liked the school. I just liked uh, everything about it. 
it was just, you know, my, my cup of tea. So I was like, okay, I want her to go there. So I told my sister. And um, it just so happened that the head coach, his brother, worked with my sister. So I was like, oh, we lit. So I'm like, here, I need, I need you to talk to this coach, that coach. I gave her a whole list, actually. And they were all like, bet. But actually, a funny thing about it is, when I when I got the Flomo my first year, like after that first day when I was like, yeah, I, where the black people at? I actually emailed the coach from Butler, uh, Butler College in Kansas, that that next day, and he was like, oh, he was like school just started a week ago. He was like, Sent, give me a release form and I can get you out of there and get you over here immediately. I was like, okay, bet. But uh, that's when I talked to the coach and I was like, yeah, coach, I'm not really feeling this school. But he was a uh, uh, coach Richardson. He was a very uh, kind spirited old he was kind spirited old man like he was very uh he was wise i could tell he was wise that's why i changed my mind about leaving but um so we ended up you know he's like he's like if you you know give me the time he said he, he told me he's like i've never seen somebody like move the way you move because like i was i was kind of quick you know i'm kind of fast i can jump and i'm like 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 g said i didn't have it all i'm like real unorthodox i'm all i'm a lanky i'm a lanky dude but he was just like, like I can turn you into something. I can turn you into a beast. And then I was like, okay, I, I believed in it. So, and he did. He kept true. He kept true to his word. Like we learned. I learned so much. I even called him. Uh, he actually passed away, but uh, I called him before one of my big meets. Um, it was ACCs um, in Miami, like right down to from Flomo. But uh, I'm getting off track. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> So yeah, I called my sister. She was getting all the coaches for me. She talked to um, South Alabama. She talked to uh, Alabama. And then I didn't get my release form. So we, at that moment, I called the coach from Miami back. And he actually was leaving to go to Oklahoma. So he was like, yeah, I can get you here. And we have another guy named Vernon Turner. I mean, Vernon, uh, what not Turner? What was his name? I think it was Vernon Turner. But uh, the, the 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 phenom, the high jump phenom, the kid who jumped like seven seven in Ooh. high school. He was like, yeah, we have we have both of you guys together. You guys can beat up each other, you know, get right. I was like, okay, cool. That's that's a bet. He's like, he said, but also, uh, UM still wants you as an athlete. The program. I was like, okay, cool. That's cool too. So you know, had a couple of offers left, and then um, I talked to the coach from Alabama, and then I talked to the coach from Oregon and USC. So. Bama was like, because uh, I had a semester left to graduate. So I was graduating in the fall, and then they was like, okay, we can get you in grad school starting the spring here. And you'll be on scholarship, whatever. We might have to redshirt you because, you know, it'll be you coming in with, with none of our training. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I didn't mind that. But, um, so the, and I didn't have time to go to a, on a visit either because it was, it was like December, and I was about to graduate from Flomo. Because I had a few, and I had a semester of FOMO. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sit this season out and then be done at with school and then go grad school at D1 school and start competing there. So I ended up, uh, I didn't take a visit to to USC or Oregon because it, it was too late in the season. That's late in the year for that. And, but I went to UM uh, with JP Friday and uh, he showed me around the campus and whatnot. And then... And I had some friends at UM, uh, Kyra Maryland and uh, Stephanie Carrison, and they showed me around a lot and, you know, went to little parties out there or whatever. And then I get home and it's it's almost, it's the summertime, so it's almost time to really get out of there and, you know, 
see some things. But uh, and then Coach Hoover calls me. He was like, "Hey, uh, I heard you got your release form." And I was like, "Yes, sir, I did." He was like, "Coach Brandon said, he, 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 said he, he wants you. He said he wants to have a meeting. Like this, it's, it's it's time to come home." I was like, oh, I was like, okay." So I went into my visit there, and it, it's literally this is the end of the summer. This is July 28th. I went on a meeting. And then the last day to sign an athlete was July 31st. So I ended up on my visit there. We talked business, me, Coach Brayman, um, Coach Dorian. And I took my cousin Markel because uh, Markel is the only one in my family with some sense, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that's like always showed sense. I couldn't take anybody else. My mom and dad, they were busy. They couldn't take me because it was like it was a weekday and they had to work. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, Kel to take me. We went out there. You know, they made me offer I couldn't refuse. And it was just... I signed it the next day and I was like, okay, that was the newest edition. And it's like, you can be the piece that we need to win ACCs again. They hadn't won ACCs since like 2014. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So I ended up at FSU. I seen, I saw uh, Alabama, everybody, USC, Oregon, Miami. I saw them all when I, you know, smacked them at the meets. And then, uh, but the thing about it is, I was supposed to go to, I was supposed to go to Miami the next year. Uh, I'm not uh, the year my junior after my junior year, but that coach had left, right? So the coach that ended up coming there was a uh, coach Hurston, and I was like, okay, I, I looked, I knew him about him already. I met him at the meet because when I you know, slapped his guys too. But uh, crazy thing is about it, when I signed there, he actually signed there too. I was like, what? So I was like, okay, perfect. Like, this is the guy I wanted to be with. And we we got out here and made some magic, man. I really I got a facility. And uh, the crazy thing about it, I actually learned it. And I tell everybody that goes to HBCU this. The thing about the difference between HBCUs and um, PWIs when it comes to, like, facilities, money, like, athletics, and like that. HBCU guys, to be honest, to me, like, in my opinion, that's seeing both sides. HBCU guys have way more talent, 110% more. Like, you would not believe the guys I met at Flomo compared to the guys I met at FSU and, like, big other big D1 schools. But the difference is, like, resources and funding. Like, we don't have the resources that other schools have to recover properly to, you know, make the thing that we want to happen happen. So, but we got the FSU, and we're, we're, we're in the block. Summer training, not summer training. Um, fall training was not bad at all. I I didn't get cleared medically because until late in the in the summer in the uh, fall. So I, I missed pretty much all the fall training. I think I got two or three weeks in before we started training for the season. Before I got to, to train for my team, and I was like, dang, like I really just missed a lot of. And they wanted the red shirt, but I was like, like no, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do this. Like it's, I was excited. Cause I was finally able to practice. And I was putting in work the whole time in the off season. In the fall, I had to work on my own because I, I wasn't clear yet medically. I was waiting on EKGs and stuff like that. But uh, the real difference was just literally just facilities. Cause like we worked so much smarter. Yeah. That made any sense? We weren't we weren't bounding football fields and baseball fields at at, Florida, at FSU. Cause like we did we did we actually did that one time. We had like a, a bound challenge. Uh, who can get the furthest in 20 bounds and the next day everybody was hurt so we had to, we couldn't practice at all and I was like bro like that's only 20 we do whole <laughs> football fields 
like baseball feels like a bounding. And then because I had a fish, I had a teammate named Kenneth Fisher. He came from Bethune Cookman. And he was he was legit too. He's a real deal. So we were, I mean, he did the same thing. They bound bound a lot too. Cause I guess they didn't have the resources just like we didn't have the resources. But um and like when, we, when I finally got facilities, I started lifting weights and working out with the team. And like everything started going smoothly. Like we started seeing the immediate improvements. The, the workouts weren't even hard. They worked they work a lot smarter than we do. So it's like they weren't running like crazy, but they were running for like for time. Like, oh, you need you need to run this this 150 and 17.9 max. Or you gotta you gotta do it again. And then that's there wasn't no do it again. There was or, or that's it. Like you gotta run this time. Or like we have travel standards. You don't hit these standards in, in practice. You can't travel. So it's like, and nobody wants to not travel. So you know, we put down work. But um, it's, it's really just the resources and facilities. Like we didn't have a gym until I got the FSU. I started lifting weights. I didn't find out how much I cleaned and squatted and all of that until I got there. Cause we did it in high school like vigorously with uh, with Coach Cleveland's football program. But oh, I missed it in my first three years of college. Wow. So when I got back to it, it, it was it was nasty. I was I was cleaning 250, like I was a, didn't know I could clean that much. And then like after my first year, we tested. Uh, I went up 25 pounds in the clean, like 40, 50 pounds in the squat, and I didn't feel any different. It was like because I was actually having the the resources to actually do it. So it was it was very it was insightful, and I learned a lot about like the human body as well because we have like people that that teach you all of this like we had chiropractors we had massage therapists we have nutrition specialists like it was on top of you know being a athlete at Florida State that's like being a celebrity but it was just a, a crazy experience <laughs> but at, at Corian so um, it, is there anything that you would change because it, it sounds like to me like the, the experience was a blessing but at the same time like you you competed what four you competed four years right in college, collegiate level so mm-hmm. you went the first three years without weight room any any of that and you you do one year one full year of you know, just great, smart training as you as you called it, and then now you're where you are now. Is it was it anything you would do differently, or do you embrace it all? I mean, uh, both sides. I do embrace it all, but if I if I could go back, I would have spent only two years at Flomo and then one or two years at uh, FSU. Just to right. treat it like a JUCO kind of, because I, I believe that two year balance would have really would have really would have helped me. Because to be honest, like I didn't even have the full fall semester to train. I was only like, if we if we get into it numbers wise, I was only a, a month in max of, of fall training before I went to my first meet just of an FSU clothes and FSU gear. But um, and the crazy thing about it is, I didn't want a long jump when I got here. So he was like, yeah, you jump. 766, like that can score at conference. Like we said, we need you to jump. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna hide him. Okay, I do it. It's whatever for the team. And then uh, we ended up lifting properly, and like everything started coming our way. 
And the first meet was at Clemson. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I jumped 745, and then he had sat me down because I like I think I tweaked my ankle a little bit. So I didn't get to finish jumping uh, in the final. I jumped three jumps, and then that was it. I made it to the final, and he let me jump no more. So I was upset because, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dog. I'm competitive. So it was like, okay, this is not happening no more. And then the next meet was Tyson Invitational uh, at, at uh, Arkansas. The indoor track, and we went what two sixteen for the high, which is like seven one, which is okay. And then we went uh, eight oh two, which was like a big deal at the time because uh, it was so early in the season. That jump put me at uh, number eight in the world, and like number two in the country. And it was like I had been, of course, you know the rankings between NAI and. and NCAA Division One are way different. Like I had been number uh, number top, you know, top one, top two, top three in NAI before, but this was top two in the NCAA, and I top top two in America. So it was like, okay, that was that was a little bit different because that means like the Olympians, the the new pros, other big D1 athletes, and then the top eight in the world. And it's like, and you see it because it's like, okay, and the school really they they really they show a lot of love. They had a little article. It was like. You just came through and there's cameras in your face. I was like, wow. Like it was the real deal. I was like, oh, this is this is this is nice. But like I could, yeah, if I could, I, I would have done two years at Flomo and then two years at Florida State. Cause that was literally the best like eye-opening experience of my life when it comes to athletics and like really seeing what big schools have to offer. Okay. Oh. Corian, so I know you talked a lot about, you know, you talked about high school, you talked about college. So how was the, how was the transition for you into going pro? Oh, man. Uh, this is probably the most stressful, but non-stressful thing ever. The transition from college to pro, if you don't have uh, a shoe deal, like automatically, it can be very stressful. But my coach, uh, he has a lot of experience with um, professionals, and because he's he's one of the best coaches, hands down. Like his FSU is jumped to you right now. But um, he he knows what he's doing. Like he helped me out a lot. Like we we talk every day. I still train with him. Uh, and I don't plan leaving him anytime soon because this is he literally has he's the man with the plan. But um, the transition was was crazy because uh, I could have. Well, we had a meeting after I jumped eight hundred two, and it was like you just. You know, I didn't understand how big it was until they sat me down. And was like, Coach Argo sat me down and was like, hey, don't talk to any agents. Don't talk to anybody talking about going pro. Talk to us first. And then, you know, because this case, you know, eligibility. So I was like, okay. Like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but apparently it was. So then I had to email me. He's like, hey, are you thinking about going pro? And I was like, what? Like, because I, the, the jump went by so fast. I didn't know, I didn't know what happened. But, uh. We ended up, you know, talking about that, but the transition from college to pro after, because I, I, unfortunately, at, um, sorry, at uh, FSU, I didn't get to go to outdoor nationals because uh, I guess I couldn't, I, I couldn't jump in the ranks. <laughs> uh, you know, regionals, regionals was in Tampa uh, at USF, and like it was pouring rain, like it was. It was almost a tropical storm, and I was like, "Bro, they're making us jump in this, like long jump and high jump." It was, it was just crazy. But uh, so I unfortunately didn't make it there. 
but I did qualify for USA's though. So I went to USA's and that was a crazy meet. Like that was this. He was like, yeah, we didn't get to do what we wanted to do in um in um regionals, so we didn't get to the nationals. But USA's an opportunity to make some things shake. And I was prepared, like I was ready. I trained. I was I was I think ten pounds of muscle heavier. I was I was ready, like nothing but power, like good muscle though, like lean muscle. But uh, I don't know. I got there. I seen all the people looking at me. I got a little. I got a little nervous, you know. But uh, so I kind of folded. <laughs> Not that you know, it happens. It happens. <laughs> but uh, so we ended up. He was like, so what do you want to do? He was like, do you want to continue training that? Because I can. I can send you pro. I can. I can. Make, you can make some money if you want to. I was like, let's do it. So we ended up continuing to train. Uh, and I went to USA Indoors the next following season. And uh, he couldn't be at that one, though, because um, the guys had another meet somewhere else. And it was it was very early. Like, it was February 20th. I don't know. Inner season so weird because, like, you don't have much time to train from, from um, fall training to, like, being meet meet ready which is I mean I guess it's part of being pro you know being same reason you gotta get ready type of deal but uh so I didn't do too hot there at USA uh, outdoors I mean indoors and then outdoors came and we had a lot of complications with health like I had a bunch of back problems a lot of cortisone shots and then we get to this year this was the this was the year we we found out everything that we needed to find out and when the USA indoors this year finished made my first finals finished top five and we were ready to go pro we were ready like we, we, we were pro already but we wanted some money prize money and we were like okay this is we actually have it together now so we're, we're gonna go kick everybody's ass like all jokes aside and it happened too cause first meet we went to Clemson nobody jumps good at Clemson I don't know why Clemson indoor track is not the place for people to you know pop off but I went there, broke the facility record, meet record with a 796. That's 26, what, 5, 26, 3, something like that. But like it was done deal. And it's literally the first jump. So that was, we were ready. We had everything figured out as far as uh, how fast we need to be training right now. Like everything was coming and falling into place. But the transition in itself was was and is still hard because now we're looking for a shoe deal but now there's no meets to go to i can I, i'm in the position to get a shoe deal right now but there's no meets to go to so i can't prove it that makes me so that's this that know? leads to the next question just how how this coronavirus is affecting you right now um mentally and physically like what how, how are you staying in shape and how you know how you dealing with it mentally you know not being able to go out and compete well the meet or the olympic just got canceled yesterday the other day so like this is my first day not leaving the house i was like man i don't know what to do with myself but uh I mean, I'm definitely praying for all the people affected by the coronavirus. I mean, it's, it's definitely a serious issue. And um, it'd be very selfish for me to be like, you know, let's have it anyway. You know, it's, a lot of, you know it's, it's taking a lot of toll on people. Even though 
I'm, I'm still learning a lot about it. Apparently, it's like a close relative of the flu, like the symptoms. You, you can have no symptoms for like a week, and then you're sick, sick as a dog for a week. And then I'm not sure if you can re-get it or, you know, like you're just done or immune after you get it one time, like the flu. But, you know, I heard it comes back and whatnot. I, I, I'm not fully uh, well-versed on the coronavirus itself, but I just know that it really uh, <laughs> put a damper on things. But uh, there's actually a meeting uh, with the USATF that just happened 20, 30 minutes ago. My coach is texting me about it right now. Just asking me what I think. Um, he said... I can read you the message right now. Okay. He said it's possible um, for late summer meets. There, there will be some. You got to get into them. Uh, maybe August before they're going. But late summer meets, he asked me what I think. I'm I'm ready. Like, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life right now as far as, like, competition-wise. Like, I'm I'm lean. I'm quick. I can guarantee you, like, I, I'm, I'm this this is the season. This, this was the season, but everything's postponed now. So, I mean, delayed but not denied, you know? So it's this definitely uh definitely a rough one because like this was this was my turn to really come out here and show everybody that I'm I'm that dog they say I am. Like all the, like they'd be like, okay, yeah, one of the freakiest athletes, oh Corey on night, yeah, I was really gonna show everybody that it's that that is true. This is the time to shine. Like I can I can go out here and I can I can run with the sprinters, I can jump with the jumpers, <laughs> I can do it all. But I Corey on you. You know now you, you realize that when the Olympics when the Olympics happen, if you don't go out here and do this, uh, you gotta go out there and back it up, man. Oh, I, I I have every intention to back it up. Like it's this this was this was it. This is real. Like I hope I don't hope I don't, you know, have to retire before this, but it's like dang, like I was really excited for this. This was this was it. Like we had done it. I had we if you follow uh, FSU Jump on Instagram, like you, you see it, we we do it every day. I have great teammates now. Like my training group today, is probably the nastiest I've ever seen in my life. Like these guys really go in. Isaac Grimes will give you eight meters to eight twenty at practice every jump from short approach too. So we we and we battle. We go we're consistent with it. Darius Clark, uh, jumping phenom. Has the unofficial Guinness World Record for the standing box jump, like 66 inches. Like he's all freaks. Fabian Adoki goes 810. Like everybody, I'm training right now. Corey Irving, one of my one of my closest friends. Uh, we have new freshman Jeremiah Davis on 77 is a freshman. Two meet, two three meets in, and it's like we we were all. It's it's that energy we feed off each other. So like when one person has a good day. Not even has a good day. It's literally, it's not even as if they have a good day these days that practice for us now. It's more of like, who's going to jump the furthest today? That's what it's like. So it's like, we're not really, oh, it's one of those days. Now we don't have those days anymore. Like we're all consistently killing it at practice every day, competing with each other and competing against ourselves, like our performances daily. Like it's, it's really a beautiful thing. If, if, if you, if, you know, how what? do we follow you? I'm how do we follow you? How, how do we follow huh? the jump? Drop, drop the Instagram right now. Oh, okay. My Instagram is lvsh.zeus underscore. So that's lavish.zeus underscore. And I post every practice. I'm in there. My Snapchat is on there. Like everything is there. FSU jumps. We I repost all of their stuff because they post us all as well as a, as a unit. We literally have the nastiest jump program ever. The co- the best coach ever. 
go. No. <laughs> what I'm talking about? Hey, all, all the way. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, man. Hey, Corian, I got, I got a question for you. I know you talked about just kind of this was supposed to be the year and everything is, you know, kind of postponed for right now because of uh, the coronavirus. So how do you stay... How do you stay in the right mental mindset as far as... Because right now, since there's no more kind of training, you're training on your own. So how do you stay in the right mental mindset? Because, I mean, it's easy to just kind of, you know, sit down on the couch, watch TV, eat junk food. And, you know, you look up in a couple of months and you don't put on about 10 pounds and <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't been training. So how do you stay in the right mental mindset so whenever that call comes and it's time to get back into it, you can already be ready? Uh, see, me, I, I don't I don't like to sit down a lot. Like, if I'm not... Basketball is my first love, like, to this day. So I love the hoop, but see, now there's nothing to do. So how am I saying the right mental mindset now? I'm really... I'm I'm not really chilling. I'm doing homework. Like I, I'm, I'm watching videos, jump videos. I'm doing yoga every day. Just like that. Yoga is not a not no. It's not for the weak, weak heart. But um, I'm I'm just taking my time. I'm I'm putting in the work. I I cannot gonna forget what the goals are. And I know how I feel today, and it's the best I've felt in a long time. And I, I don't want to waste. So I'm gonna continue to stay in this right form and try to, you know, just keep my eyes on the prize. Everybody's, you know, everybody's real shaking up that this is canceled, postponed, not canceled. Postponed is the word I'm going to use. But uh, like I said, delayed but not denied. Like me and my coach, we're, we're not we're not letting up at all because he knows he knows how it goes. If you, you know, let up, you might not feel this way again in three months, four months from now. So we're going to take this opportunity with the late meets in the season and we're gonna we're gonna shoot for them. We're gonna take a what, two, three, four, maybe maybe a month off, and try to get ready for these meets coming up at the end of the season, end of the um, end of the fall. Okay. I got a um, question for you. As far as um, outside of sports, outside of sports, you know what you know what kind of the things you're getting into. Um, or the things that you hope to get into. What what's the big picture behind the track athlete? Uh, what is the big picture? What's well, yeah. outside of sports? I'm I'm actually like very boring. Like I don't know. I, if it's not sports, I, I don't really vibe with it. Yeah, we're doing things. No, I'm no no. I can't say that. I'm actually very funny. I'm a big big comedy guy. I actually want to do stand-up one day. Like, I want to try my hand in a little bit of acting, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a funny guy. I'm a comedian, kind of. Uh, a lot of video games, basically, and uh, a lot of business plans. I actually want to own, I want to start my own brand, and, you know, I want to, besides getting my own sports shoe and whatnot, you know, my shoe deal, if I get, hopefully I get that. Once we get into existence, I'm going to get it, get to existence. But um, me and my friends, we want to open up a lot of businesses. We want to have a lot of, um, a huge stock um, trade portfolio. Like, I, I'm just getting started now, but um, we, I was talking to my bro, Miles, uh, Mayo, today. We talked for six hours on the stock market, you know, with the coronavirus. So the stock market is at an all-time low since 2008. And we, we hopped on. He's been on for a minute because he works at Amazon. He's an uh, area man supervisor there. So he's corporate. Like, he really put me on all the good stuff. And uh, this past week, since, you know, all the talk has been... Oh, the coronavirus this, coronavirus that. 
I, I, I've done so much um, self-educating. I read so I read books. I'm learning everything I need to know about the stock market so I can you know get my foot in, get my feet wet, and start making some some moves off the track. So it's not my only source of income, you know. Uh, doing pretty well with that as well. Um, but um, you know, on the on this show, we um, we we one of our targets are the the younger athletes. You know, high school coming into college. You know, early college years. What is there any kind of advice you would give those guys coming up through the ranks? Oh man! Whew. Advice for young guys coming up: Do not take it for granted. Do not, not at all, not one day, not one rep, not one practice. Everything should be done like it's your last. You got to remember this: only it only lasts four years. You only get it to be four years, and it goes by in the snap of a finger. But one thing is also enjoy it. Make sure you're enjoying it. School, school to school is everybody does it. It's, it's hard. It depends on you know how how hard you make it. But uh, for the younger guys, just stay focused. Stay. Make sure you have a have a why. Your why is what carries you through thick and thin when it comes to this sports stuff. Because I've wanted to quit so many times. I, I've gone to. To my coach, I'm like, yeah, it's just not for me no more. It's this, it hits that that point. No matter how good you're doing, after meets, after winning meets, it's been like, yeah, I'm bored now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice, but I don't think I'm gonna do it no more. But it's it's really just you gotta have you gotta find a why and you gotta you gotta hold on to it because that's gonna carry you through everything. D Bell, D Rail, what up, baby? What's going on, man? You know, I'm just tuning in and listening. I jumped on a little late. But, you know, Corey on spent some good stuff. So, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Corey on, man. I, um, man, D-Bell that jumped in. His little sister was a was a track star at, at uh, UCF. So, you know, she... We we gonna get her on the pod in the future, but um, what did she run, Drew? She ran the she ran the one and two, uh, four by one. She oh she yeah she yeah there. she did pretty well, man, in her time. That she like you said, you know, she battled with some injuries during her time. That was that was probably the biggest thing that kind of prevented her from excelling. But she won a conference a few times, um, in both races. Uh, she missed the Olympic trials barely. Um. I think her junior year, and after that, you know, injuries and stuff like that kind of just derailed her from there. But yeah, she was she was on a, she was on an ascending track, man. Until those injuries kind of prevented her from from um, you know accomplishing some things that she wanted to accomplish. But nevertheless, like you said, man, you got to have that that other side um, after sports, and that that was what kept her going. That and she was kind of able to transition from that. So uh, definitely appreciate appreciate you for sharing that part. Oh, for sure, for sure. I know. I've uh, the Olympic trials hit when I was in. Um, I think I was a yeah. sophomore. Uh, Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think I was a sophomore, and it was. I wanted to go. I had my teammate Bobby, not my teammate. Uh, one of my uh, good friends, Bobby um, Harris, from um, he went to UNF, and he was going. 
because we jumped the same thing. I was like, like, why aren't why aren't we going? And that's when I was that's when I was like, okay, yeah, I need to get out of this group. <laughs> Cause like, and to be honest, I did. Crazy thing about it is, I didn't know that jumping eight meters was a thing until I got to to FSU. I I, I had never heard of anybody jumping eight meters. Like, I mean, I'm sure the numbers, you know, the, the numbers go up, of course, but it's like. I didn't know like it was a such a big thing. If I'd known that, I would have <laughs> tried to get it when I was at right. other school. Cause like I, cause um, the school in our conference, uh, Kaiser University, had a guy named Tobias Montler. He actually is a Nike jumper now. He's uh, from Sweden and he jumps a little bit over what I jumped. And it's like, but when he when he was at um, Kaiser, they say he jumped 802 or 804, 802. And I was like, eight? Like, the numbers, you don't jump eight. What you mean, eight? <laughs> yeah. He didn't, I mean, he didn't do it while he was with me, but, like, I talked to him. We're very good friends. I talked to him now. Uh, the other day, actually, and he asked him, how, how he's doing. And he's, you know, hanging in there as well. So, what are the, what are the, busy, to get the you know? shoe deal, what march do you have to hit? And, like, the high and long jump. Okay, for high, you need to be at least seven five, and I'm at seven three right now. I actually don't high jump that much anymore. I'm doing it more for fun now. But uh, for the long, I might I might get back to it. I really want to because I know I can hit seven five. Like I, I was seven three was that was like when I hit it, it was cake. But um, and for long jump, it's just consistent twenty six feet. That's all it is, and I'm. I'm right there right now, so it's like I just need to get to a meet so I can keep hitting it. I, I can hit the mark. Right. I just have to keep hitting the mark, you know. So it's it's really to be honest, this whole shoe deal thing. Apparently, it's not even about like being the best. It's about being uh, it's about being marketable. So I was like, okay. So I had to learn, and then I have a, a social media mentor, uh, Norris Frederick. He's really helped me out a lot. He's um. Uh, he's a veteran in the game. He's uh, ASIC, but he has a bunch of sponsorships, and he's really teaching me how to how to get right. But um, yeah, it's really not even about performance when it comes to track and field. It's about being marketable. Like you can market, you can market a guy who's consistently good more than you can market a guy who's you know right. one time just the best. You know. So when you say when you say like consistently good, meaning these, let's say you got. And it's hypothetical. You got five meets coming up. You need to hit that mark pretty much every meet. Uh, not even every meet. If you can hit around, let's let's say okay, let's say uh the the mark to get to get real money and go overseas and all that to make real money is like eight meters, like twenty six feet, twenty eight meters consistently. Eight meters is like a uh, twenty six three, twenty six four. If I can go, no, is it? Yeah, if I can go. 790 to 810 every meet, but you know, you have uh, Jeff going 820 every now and then. Like, I can, you know, it's being able to to put on a show. Gotcha. Much, you know, it's about, it's, it's all entertainment. Yeah. Because uh, he told me one thing Norris, Norris really put me on. He was like, people don't hire, uh, people don't hire athletes people hire celebrities yeah and i was and that, that really hit me it's like like wow so it's like okay so all i gotta do is you know get my face out there 
people can be like, oh yeah, I know, I know him. Bring him on. I want him. We can make something happen with him because I can put on a show. Whether it's you know doing doing the doing my 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 event or you know dabbling in other events, I can sprint a little bit. I really want. I really my goal. I was actually gonna run uh, the hundred and two hundred this year too, because uh, I really want to hit a twenty point nine, and I want to run a ten two. And I think I, I think I was in pretty good, you know, standing to get there. But you know, we'll see when the time comes. Because I'm definitely gonna uh, continue to train. Like my coach texted me right now about uh, these uh, these meets late later in the season. But I'm, so I'm definitely gonna continue to train for those two as well. And I, I think I can do it. I like, guess not. It, it sounds a little crazy, but when you actually been when you've been in the block for so long, you, you start to see things. You know, manifest. I've seen I've seen a nine nine in person. I've seen a nine eight in person. I've seen a twenty point. Oh, I seen nineteen ninety nine in person. I have a uh, teammate Andre Ewers, just on a Puma. I seen him run a nine nine eight and a nineteen ninety nine in person. And I train. I talked to Andre literally twenty minutes ago about uh, some stock stuff and like training as well because we look for somewhere to train to now because there's nowhere for us to right. lift that. You know, this is a big part of uh, all sports to be honest. So we're still looking for somewhere to lift that. But uh, when we get that done, it'll be, you know, making more moves, you know, one step at a time. But yeah, as far as that, it's really just, it's really just being marketable. Yeah. Being, being that person that people can notice right. and be like, oh yeah, I want to do this because of this person. Yeah, that's, 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 that's understandable, man, when you look at it, because obviously, you know, if if you look at the way the sports realm is set up from a from a professional standpoint, track is is not you know looked at or it doesn't generate the revenue that some of the other ones are. So and some of those the smaller sports you have to kind of be able to give people something different than what they would normally get in order to draw draw the attention and get, you know, to generate the revenue. So that makes sense. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so Corey, y'all line, line them up from left to right. You got <laughs> You saying bolt. About you to got, get you blow. <laughs> you got you got you got you saying you got Asafa Powell. You got Maurice Green. You got you got Corian Knight in the in the hundred. Who's taking it? Well, it depends. Are we taking are we taking the me today versus the them today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now. Right we now, take it, just throw everybody right. Yeah, now. matter of fact, yeah. You, right now, I like me. I like me over all of them. Okay. Oh, all of them. <laughs> you saying? Ooh. You saying today? Yeah, I you like saying both. If you're listening, you saying how to get out there? Light it up. <laughs> I want. I want all the smoke. <laughs> You say you might get out there right now and run a, a, a nine, a nine, you know he eight. Shut it down earlier at about 70 and 80 and cruise. I'll tell you. He, he <laughs> do, but see, but see, the difference between him and the other guys, you know, they not his height. I'm his height. He might have my foot speed in me, but I, I, I like it. I like, I, like me, I like me to hang on to him a little bit now. I ain't, I ain't going to say flat out leave him, but, you know. With some with some good sprinting chain and uh, mechanic work, I, I can I can do some damage now. 
Oh, I just wait and see. I'm gonna run the hundred. I'm gonna run the hundred and two hundred. All the rest of my the rest of my. What do, what do you think? Because I really want. What do you think time. about some of the the young the young talent that's that's out there right now? Um, just in the, in the country more so than anywhere else. Not necessarily outside of it, but like some of the young sprinters that's out there in the one and two, uh, Noah and all those boys. Man, these kids today are freaks of nature. I don't know what they feed these kids. Like uh the the young phenom Matthew Bowling. Bo yeah, yeah, Matthew Bowling. Uh the, Georgia the young kid out of Texas. Year. Uh Texas? Yeah, yeah, Texas, yeah. I was with him at Clemson, talking to him, trying to coach him up to me. He was like, I'm going fast enough. I was like, bro, you run like a nine, like a nine nine. <laughs> you, you not running fast. You need to slide, bro. Like, like he is he's a real cool, real cool guy. Like a lot of kids these days are really really killing the game like I don't know how they did it I couldn't have uh, a nine in but high school you, you, yeah, you know you just let them know man in high school <laughs> I've never like, in high school we didn't really live we didn't you know and we running on concrete yeah and that's it we had the concrete track <laughs> we yeah, just exactly. got the real track in exactly a few years ago so and then, and then I didn't even get started until the middle of the season junior year. If I would have been out there the whole time, could have some, could have broke some more records. Well, let me ask you, and I, and I may have missed it. Did did you did you um, run track growing up? Oh no, uh, I actually Coach Gavin uh, hunted <laughs> me down <laughs> like a deer in the wild. Uh, I was walking the Dollar General uh, the middle of the season junior year. I was literally leaving basketball practice. And he was like, I need you to come high jump, man. I was like, high jump? What is that? He was like, I can send you to state. And I was like, state? What's, what do you mean state? He said state. And I was like, well, let's, let's see what he's talking about then. And then from out there, my, me and my cousin keep driving. Uh, competing. 6'6", six, 6'8". Six, six, With no technique. Then, no, no, it was 6'6 six, six the whole <laughs> year. No, not a drop of technique. Not a drop of form. We didn't even have high jump spikes until this, uh, the next year. G brought them for us uh, for going to state. And to be honest, I use those to this day. Like, those are the only fights that I could jump well in. Ooh, <laughs> shout out to Coach G, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, man. Like, I, when, uh, at my at Flomo, they, they gave me spikes. I could not use them. I was like, bro, I can't, I can't jump in these. I don't know why. I just... <laughs> I couldn't practice. You know, I couldn't. I can get off the ground when I had the strikes on, but I don't know. From the bottom, but uh, yeah, like it's starting at um, junior year, and it just. I, so I got it a little late. I feel like if I'd have got it a little bit earlier, we could have really did some more damage. Yeah, you know? that's what's up. Yeah, man. Shout, I mean, shout out to Coach G for hey, just hey. kind of hunting you down and <laughs> kind of getting you into it because the the the, the Coach G I know. Been hunting them for a long time. For a while now. Long time. He, way before you, Corey, y'all. He's been, he been sniping them now, don't You know, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah, good one, my friend. Good one. Hey, Corey, I, do, I, I have a question. I have a uh, just question for you. So go back to senior year, Corey, y'all. Senior year in high school. You got track, you got track, you got basketball, you got football. You got the best program in the nation offering you at each sport. You can only play one. 
you know just what sport are you choosing to go with if you had your choice any school coming out of high school one sport only. oh okay now do I get <laughs> the knowledge of what I know today uh yeah no yeah, yeah. okay 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 it, it'll give you that knowledge football of course why mm. well after high school I put on three inches and uh I just woke up realizing how big I was so I mean you put a six five receiver anywhere and I there's nobody like even in high school like I was still fast fast like there was nobody really keeping up with me especially no corner no matter what no what size you were keeping up with me uh I, I I'd pick anybody up to be honest like I no matter who it is nobody they can't jump with me for sure and like the me today nobody there's no corner keeping up with me in it at all in the league hmm. Hmm. there it is okay. like I, I see I see I see uh I know because I, I FSU I know all the football players there like we're, we're all cool like all, everybody and it's like uh, I, I see all the time they be out there running their top feeds and whatnot on the little board in the weight room they have the top feeds I'm like dang like these guys they, 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 you know, they fast. <laughs> Go nah, ahead and say They got the fastest, and it's like not even just FSU. Like every school is like, it's like, oh, he runs a, he runs a four, four, four. I'm like, bro, like that's slow. <laughs> he was like, that's 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 actually very slow. <laughs> it's like I can I can probably give you a a four four. So I can probably give you a four three like. Regularly, to be honest, yeah. like after, like after practice type of deal. Yeah, now nah, that that's pretty impressive. It sounds like we just can find you a new agent, get shot on the on the field, man. Oh, I'm thinking about that too. I was gonna try and hit FSU's pro day, but you know, some things happened. The coronavirus hit, and no pro day now. So, so you like you like yourself against Jalen Ramsey? Uh, it depends what we what we, <laughs> like we, we what, what's the route? What's the route? <laughs> A, a go route, go go get it. He's left. He's left. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, and he he might if he get a handle, I might be I might be uh <laughs> might be uh slow down a little bit. But I mean I'm no I'm no I ain't no busting. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but it did you know then again like it, the size is there. And the speed is there. <laughs> I might drop, drop the ball. No, <laughs> man, no, you can't drop the ball. <laughs> I told you about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, I mean, put me on the machine, I'll get right. But no, nah, like it's, I, I've learned a lot of the, like just just throughout the time and like knowing these other athletes. Of course, you know football players, they're rough guys. You know basketball players, they're finesse guys. Tracking field, like it's that's a sport. It's like that's not even a oh beat the ball type of deal. Not even get to the ball. That's that's you against yep. time. That's the one sport that you gonna you gonna feel every yep. second. And you gonna know how to manipulate it. So I'm like when it comes to like flat out speed and like running, it's it's there. I, I know track guy. I know some guys who, who literally long jump that can run. That can run four one and four twos like regularly. Like it's it's not all that. Christian Coleman ran a four one two in a forty. Wow. And I was he was in college. Like it's 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 there. All these guys like it's 
<laughs> people like, oh, the four four and the forty. Yeah, that's, that's not yeah. fast. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say yeah. that too loud. Yeah, you gotta. You got track athletes are, are different breed, and you, you gotta know unless you've participated in track and done some of those things. Um, like you said, one is is you against time, and then this is you against yourself. Obviously, you're gonna be battling and competing with other people for for measures and marks and stuff like that. But each day, you gotta compete compete against yourself to get better anyway. Um, exactly, and, and that's that's a mental game that you got to be different for that. Mm-hmm. Just like that for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what's up, uh, fellas. Any any more questions for Corian? Nah, man, appreciate oh, you, man. The Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on, man. And you know, hopefully, you know, we can have you on in the in the future when you kind of when you got some meets going on and everything like that, so we can kind of get an update on your how everything's going for you this season. Yeah, yeah man, we want you get that shoe deal, man. I need, I need that. <laughs> oh, you know, I got you. <laughs> I got you. I'm gonna send you a yes, meet, sir, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. But uh, again for having me. definitely. But once again, I want to let everybody know this is Corian Knight, professional ACC track and field athlete. Slash oh no! Hey, and, <laughs> and, and Olympic <laughs> Olympic athlete. So yes, sir. But, uh, but thank you, thank you for coming on, man. You have a a great what's left of the evening for you. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, thanks a lot, man. For three hundred thousand, for three hundred thousand, would you the hottest, the hottest pepper sauce that it is? For three hundred thousand, all you gotta do is drink half a bottle, an eight ounce, half a bottle. You gotta put. You gotta put down four ounces. Mm. So the the are the, the hottest pepper yeah, sauce hot out there. Yeah, I think I can do that. I, I, I want to say I could do that, but I might die, bro. Hey, your your tongue gonna feel like it's falling. Like that thing is separated from your mouth. That's what, hey, that's what it definitely gonna feel. That I'm thing gonna numb up on up. you. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I, I I can I can do it, but boy, you gonna start that thing gonna feel like you got ants on your tongue, that stomach, your booty hole, crazy, bro. Boy, you gonna be that thing uh, fire. But four four ounces, that's a that's a lot when you look at that measure. Hey, you just get it done and be. I mean, after the fact, you gonna feel it though. But I I do. But it. this the hot. I this not this not regular <laughs> hot sauce. This the hottest, yeah, the hottest it's, stuff out there. There's some hot stuff out there. Now, I, I got a whole cabinet full of some hot stuff I have, but for three hundred, that's probably like five seconds. <laughs> you just got to get into that thing and get it done. But on the back end, you just gotta, you just gotta pray, baby. Pray, pray, you gotta pray. pray on the back end. <laughs> that's. Uh, I gotta think about that one, man. How you gotta think about that? But you want to be the dog <laughs> when you can't see what, what you and your dog uh, like pitch black. Come on, man. I just I'm, I'm I can't. I don't do spicy, yeah, man. Thinking about four. Saying, baby. 
about to be a millionaire. Yeah, not, not, yeah, about to be a millionaire, but I you got, got you got therapy got every week. <laughs> <laughs> you got therapy you done, every week. You don't burn. You don't burn your throat. So now you can't talk normal no more. <laughs> you got that thing with a high pitch voice. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> hey. Okay, well, I'm gonna think about that one. I I answer that one on the next part. I gotta think about that one. I carry it on. <laughs> Don't think too hard, brother. Mm. All right, fellas, go ahead and sign off on this one. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to CTN presents Ball and Coach, Life. Yes, sir. Boy Nick Pony. It's your boy D Rail D Bell on it. Sign around, 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 around. Oh.